Hey everyone, this is Tony Chava, your Jive As Alien. Uh, check me out on Instagram, Jive As Alien, if you want to catch up, follow up new episodes on Spotify. Um, here we go from 99 onward. That's when I start, you know, the new millennium, brave new world. Uh, it's exciting times as you start kind of finding yourself in high school and that. And we, can't, we bring in Mark back from the fray, back into the fold to give us his take on that time. Um, and how him and Beth met, so you get a lot of good backstories. So tune in, and I'll check you guys at the end. See ya. When it gets warm, I'm gonna start rocking those. Especially like <laughs> no, that was no. a while ago. Yeah, Tony, we've talked about those. Those are those are just asses chaps, dude. It's no, they're floor. not asses chaps. They've got the floral plant on them, but it's still chaps. <laughs> no, I have asses chaps for my motorcycle because I ride. That was the only reason I got into motorcycling. Like I, I was like, I get to wear asses chaps. Like you know, sign me up, man. And I'm sitting yeah, there. Yeah, but you're still supposed to wear pants underneath them. Says who? So why are you calling them asses chaps? They should just be chaps. That doesn't make sense, you know. All right, we're gonna that, have to research that, this. That leather. Uh... Other motorcycle seats gonna be real friendly if you don't. Have well, that's kind of the, the best part because, like, I don't know if you know, um, but when people get like certain surgery or they have like scars or whatever, a lot of times they take from what they call the upper thigh, but it's the butt. They take skin off the butt and slap it on. Like, um, it's on my dad's episode, but he got in a thing when he was working, you know, before me and my mom, where he, he got in a fight with somebody and he bit the guy's nose off because he had him pinned to the ground and it was like him and his buddy, whatever my dad bit. Oh, Mike Tyson on him. Yeah, he went Mike Tyson on him, you know. He, he said it tasted very, very like, uh, it was very chewy, he said. So he <laughs> bit the tip so he didn't get none of the snot. So that's a plus, you know. So anyway, it through. but he said a couple of days later, like, you know, he went, they worked at the same place. Well, a couple of days later, the guy showed up and that he had, um, um, he had like, it was really white around his nose and my dad immediately started laughing at him. Which is like add insult to injury, but so you know he's all like brown around, and then right in the front he just has white because it's his butt cheek. <laughs> I yeah. never get sun. <laughs> so if you're, so I, I want to say that's where it originated from the you know ass face because my ass face that's yeah. where it's from. Like, <laughs> well, uh, they started doing that for hair transplants as well. Put so that puts it there. Y- yeah. Are uh, you serious? I, I so I'm next time at you call somebody an ass hat, there you go. <laughs> ass hat. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, this is Tony Shaw with your Jive Ass Alien. I'm sitting here with my co-host Beth. Beth, just and, Beth. And back with uh, back by popular demand, we have her husband Mark. What are you doing? Finished up. I'm sure Mark immediately when I uploaded, you listened to the last episode me and Beth did where we talked about like uh, 99 to where we hit our sophomore year, right, Beth? That's kind of where I was like. Um, I think that's where we ended up. Oh God, late 90s. Yeah. Yeah, like 20 years ago. So. <laughs> Oh God! Was it really? Yeah, twenty twenty. Oh. Yeah, this this year just feel like it's been a decade, you know. But no, Seriously? this is this has only been eight months. Yeah, nine months. Yeah, let's round it. Let's round it up at least to give us a little bit of hope. Uh, but now, so I finished my sophomore year. I struggled through it. Um, middle school, like I said, I started kind of slacking off, and I became a little 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 ass hat. You know? Not literally, <laughs> but so I started screwing off. And basically, when my like, my, my junior year was probably the worst one. So, 99, we moved up to Oregon. And then, you know, we finished up the, the year 2000. That's kind of where we ended with, with Beth, too. So, Mark, what were you doing in the, you know, the whole Y2K? The year 2000. In the year 2000? Yeah, from Conan. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, never mind. Let's not start talking about because we'll be stuck on it for 20 minutes. Mark, where were you in the, in the uh, how scared are you? How many, What did you stockpile for? Um. Y two K Hot Wheels, Hot Wheels, Hot Wheels. You thought the, was the value prime. was gonna gonna yeah. go up, like money was gonna, you know, the computer's gonna go down, so money was not gonna have any value, and you were gonna get by with you know, bartering with Hot uh, Wheels. No, I just really like them. So you just went around <laughs> and saying like, "Hey guys, just sell me your Hot Wheels. The world's gonna end. What do you need them for?" And they just immediately handed them over. No, no. Um, actually, I had zero cares because I had kind of. Um, I'd already been seeing, you know, um, what companies were doing. It was in the headlines all the time that people were updating their calendar technology. And it's like, oh yeah, everyone just figured out that, you know, all you had to do was change your 
calendar system from six digits to eight digits. Yeah. Making the year portion four digits long, and that fixed the problem. And I heard that you know everyone was doing that. It was in the I I was. At that time, I had started delivering the Fresno Bee with my dad on the weekends during the summer. So you saw all the headlines. I saw all the headlines. <laughs> Read all about it. You were reading all about it. I was reading it. all about it, man. And But were you paying for it? Were you the guy at the newsstand that just sits there and reads the magazine? And like, well, if you're just going to sit there and read it, like you got to buy it. You were the guy that just read it? No, through. we did home deliveries. I was the guy tromping through everyone's yard at uh, absurd hours in the morning. And so you noticed when the cars were missing, so you could like sneak in and take a nap at their... At their beds or something. Um, <laughs> no. I think, yeah, I was going to say, the statute of limitations is, is, is gone. So I, 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 I didn't go into anyone's houses while they were on vacation. You ever seen that? There's a cool movie by uh, Christopher Nolan. I think it was his first one called Following, where it was a guy. I think it's based in the States, but there's a guy that kind of follows people and it's almost like he's inquisitive about their daily lives and he follows like in, them into their home. And he just basically lives their lives like, you know, he'll sit there and like try out there like, oh, this is the kind of cash like He just basically to almost catalog their life. And then at one time he follows like the wrong person who like they do a crime or they kill somebody. So now, of course, like, oh, yeah, we saw that dude going in there. And so it's this big kind of it's a real cool twist. You know, he made the Batman movies, but he also made. Um, uh, well, that's what he gets for Memento. being a stalker. Huh? That's what he gets for being a stalker. You get you get a well, he's not a stalker because he's, he's not following like a, a, the same person every time. Like, he'll be sitting somewhere at a restaurant or whatever, and he'll be like, uh, okay, well, that's so a cool hat. And then he's like, whoa. And it's almost like he just, he's got no life of his own, right, kind of. So he's only like, okay, a, so he's a stalker with ADD. Because he forgets about, like, who did I stalk yesterday? Like, I just stalked this person. Just go, <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, it sounds like just a highly impulsive person, yeah. So that's kind of why I figured you were doing kind of, he's like, oh, what is this person? Because I've worked in jobs where we have to kind of be, I know, like, me and, this is going to be a later episode, but when me and Beth worked at storage, you get a, you get more info about people than you'd like to know. You know how many times people come in and like, uh, yeah, my my wife left me. She's trying to take my car, and I'm trying to hide it. Like, dude, I, I'm I don't want to be subpoenaed. Ask. Yeah, I don't want to be subpoenaed. <laughs> just tell me, just pay oh, your measly man. dollars and bring in whatever you want. You know what I mean? No, I, I know exactly what you mean, especially with my uh, <clears throat> my stints driving Lyft. Holy cow! The things people oh my tell God. people. Oh my God! It's like <laughs> Lyft is like the new confessional. It really is. Yeah. Well, not anymore, right? You guys. Oh heard yeah, they, they got. Sh- <laughs> California's like, down. hey, you guys got to treat them like human beings and pay them wages. Like, oh, we're just gonna not do it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. There's tons. No, it was of better that. otherwise because you got yeah. to make your own hours and yeah. make your own decisions. Now they're you're basically made it to just where they're you're redu- told what to do. You need mandatory redu- breaks or something. Right? They reduced it to being just a cab driver, basically. Yeah, but anyway, I, uh, I so around. I guess that's something the kind of jobs that I thought of. I've always liked, like, I remember in school, probably it was my uh, junior year. I always forget that year. I'm always saying, oh, freshman, sophomore, like, senior, like, what's that other one? It's it's always junior, the one I forget. And that probably tells you the, the amount of drugs I took at that time. <laughs> like, I, that was, I was really, so 99. I mean, at moved, that time. <laughs> well, at that time, I mean, I've I've tapered off. It's because, I don't know. No, actually, I haven't tapered off. I just, I haven't tapered off. Because I just don't do them, you know what I mean? So that's right. that yeah, don't do drugs, kids. Good cover. Drugs, drugs are bad. Drugs are bad, yeah. Remember the, the mighty words of Mr. Mackey? But so around that time, 99, 2000. So for it was about a year before we actually kind of came back to L.A. You know, I sort of started, like I said, discovering kind of my voice and just kind of get more alienated, get feeling more kind of terrified of the world, really. Just kind of everything was just, what you knew for 15 years was no longer what you knew, you know. There's no building. There was no in Oregon. It was hard to find a building with more than more than like two levels, more than two stories. You know, you're used to like L.A. and skyscrapers mm-hmm. and all that jazz. And it's like you can see the sky here. The yeah, you, I saw more planes than helicopters. Like I know in L.A. there's a bunch of airports, <laughs> but you know we didn't live near to the airports. But so like in the summer of 2000, after the world didn't end, that's when we came to come visit. And one big thing there was a um, trying to be very vague. There was somebody that I was really close to growing up that. I was really, that was the only person I could think of that I was excited to see. I never called any of my friends. I had like one friend's number, but it was just, I don't know. It was just, I didn't even know. It was almost like I was restarting myself. And mm-hmm. so that's summer 2000. Some individual I was really excited to see like the couple of days or a week before we actually went down there. He wound up in juvie. So, <laughs> and so I go down there and, you know, he calls the house and he's like, like, what are you doing, man? He's like, man, I was being dumb. Yeah, whatever. So, and then six months later, we went back and I was all excited. And again, he winds up in juvie again. This is uh, the December of 2000. So it's like, what, I was like, what's going on? Every time we come visit, you get locked up. Like, what's, are you dodging us or what? It's like, I don't know, man. So 
Oh, it wasn't his fault, though. No, it never was. Mm-hmm. Like, damn cops planted the weed on me, and they made me smoke it, and they made me, uh, you know, run throw that from brick. Them. Yeah, <laughs> run from them. They, you know, it's that mind control stuff. So, and so that was 2000, December 2000. And so in 2001, and that's when I finished. Yeah, that's when I finished uh, my junior year. And I was a, a complete mess. My grades were, were terrible. So at school, you know, I was doing a lot of drugs. Uh, for my junior year, they put us in, I don't know if they call it like remedial class, but it's one of those where, it, it always seemed funny to me, they put basically the worst of the worst in one class, so it's a lot easier to get your drugs, you know, so it's a lot easier to find <laughs> out like, hey, what parties are we going to this weekend or like, uh, I think you know, they call that quarantine because they don't want you around the normal kids. That's, but we were still on the campus. I would have understood if, if they would kind of put us, you know, in, in some shed, like in Willie's shed or something. But no, it was, it was on campus. And it was, but it was cool because it was a lot of sort of like, variety of you know the teacher his name was chris he was a real cool teacher but i'm an asshole so i just told him off or whatever but we would play like baseball you know softball and i remember we had a we had like a little garden too and now you see that a lot in schools but even at that time i never had that in my schools yeah it was kind of unusual it's just to get kids out of the buildings i guess and but of course rule number one is like do not plant any weed here which is like that yeah so that's why they couldn't do it at roosevelt (laughs) yeah there's like do not plant any weed they got to go down the list like uh, what about uh, what about chronic? Like, look, I know that's just weed with a different name. What about shrooms? <laughs> yeah, what about shrooms? What about mushrooms? Like, oh yeah, some uh, what do they call those? Um, the ones you eat, the actual shiitake. Yeah, like the shiitake ones or something. But it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, shiitake. Like, I, I could take a shitload of them. I was like, no, that's not what I said, man. But <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> so we played. And I remember there was a one thing where we're playing baseball, and I remember I was on first base. That's the the base you you run to first, <laughs> just in case nobody knew. But uh, I was just in case you have lived on another planet for the last thirty years and don't know what baseball is. Yeah, if you're an alien or something. More but so might be from Antarctica. Yeah, or like one of those dumb states where you know they don't have above sixth grade education, like uh, like Mississippi or something. I don't know. Good thing we don't have any listeners from Mississippi, right? But yeah. I remember we were playing. So on the first base, I didn't care about school. I don't want to be there. You know, I I could barely do the bare minimum. And Chris, he, the teacher, he was on the other team because we didn't have no people. And he hits like a, uh, I guess like a single or something. I can't remember exactly the details, but they throw the ball to me and, and I catch it and it's the third out. And I'm standing there on the base and he runs at me like full. This is an adult, right? And I'm mm-hmm. 16, 17. He runs full speed at me and he slams into me with like with all his might. But he ends up running like into my right knee with his with his right thigh. If you kind of picture like you coming, and he and he tumbles over like hard. He tumbles over, and I didn't even budge or nothing. He hits the ground, and I just go like, "All right, there's three outs." And I and I like very like ca- casually like chuck the ball at him. Like, "All right, there you go." And I'm not even pinching. I'm like throwing at him. And I just walk and I just walk to the the bleachers. So I walk all the way to the bleachers. And I sit down. And when I turn around, the whole class is surrounding him. I'm like, like, what are you guys doing? Like, this, he's like overacting or something. So we, I go over there. This poor dude's got, like his head got, his his leg got busted up. He just had a like a real bad Charlie horse, from what I understand. But I mean, he couldn't walk. Got dragged off, and then when he came back, he's sitting there like, um, well, you were crowning the plate. And I'm like, one, well, I don't even know what that means. But I'm like, shut up. Like, you know, you just got mad because I took you out. You know, so we went back and forth with that kind of stuff, but. That's kind of the extent of what I even remember from that year. Not only because of the drugs, but I just didn't care about, you know, I just want to finish school. So when senior year came around, I didn't show up for like three months. I was just kind of like, I just sleep at home. My, my dad was working. My sisters were actually going to school. And I'd sit there and like just stay there. And a lot of times, you know, I'd cross my mom because she used to work at nights. And so she'd be like, uh, why don't you go to school? Like, I don't want to go. She's like, okay. And then she'd just go back to sleep. And I'm like, all right. And I'd sit there and go Man, watch TV. was that when I was a kid? Well, it just, it's almost like they, I don't want to say they gave up on me, but, you know, I'm, I'm a real stubborn kid to, to understand. Um, I'm a stubborn adult to understand. But um, <laughs> I think they knew that, you know, lecturing you would only make you not want to go more. I'm not, I'm not showing up for three months. I don't know how, you know, unless I go and, you know, I don't know, bulldoze the school. There's no further I could go with, like, not wanting to go to school. So, actually, like, when I finally showed up, and the main reason I showed up because, you know, I didn't have drugs around. Like, what was I going to do? I'm just sitting at home. All my friends are at school. So, I was like, well, I guess I'll go to school. And the first day I show up, and I immediately was like, I don't even know where to go. So, I had to go to the counselor, and I'm just like, he just gave me a list. You know, I, I guess they randomized it or something. I don't know. You didn't even know what classes you were No, I had zero clue. Yeah, I just show up and so I go to the counselor and he just gives me the list. And, but he looks at my thing, my tra- my record, whatever. He's like, hey, at first break, whatever, uh, just stop in my office. I'm like, all right, whatever. 
So I go to class and I go, when I talk to him, he's basically like, all right, you have to go to the rest of the school year um, and, you know, pass every class, come for summer and then come for another half a year in order to graduate. And I said, and I immediately, my head was like, oh, I'm not doing that. And that's like, I don't even want to, it took me three months to get to school. I don't, obviously I don't want to be here. So it's like no work, work, man. <laughs> it's like work and I get paid and I don't know. It's just, I didn't want to do it. So I started looking at all these programs and I found the program in Eugene, which is like 20 minutes away. And basically, it was one way you do your packets. It was an adult school. And that's where I got my, my degree. So I went to get a GD. Like, I just want to get this over with. And they said, well, you know what? You're only a couple um, uh, grades off or what do you call it? Credits off from getting a high school diploma. So I said, like, you know, I knew at that time that that's better. So I, I started just kind of quitting drugs and I kind of wised up. And I just, I went in there with, like, a purpose. Like, I'd sit there in the classroom just, like, busting my ass, writing all the packets. And the minute that the teacher would, like, leave... Every other kid just starts, you know, slacking off and, you know, talking mm-hmm. about drugs, doing about. And I'd be sitting there doing my work and they'd be like, man, what are you doing? Like, the teacher's not here. And I just ignore them because it's like, well, I'm doing it for me. And that's sort of where I started almost regaining my sort of what, I guess, esteem or something. But, you know, I got off the drugs. So I was clearer. I wasn't drinking as much. And I just kind of cut off ties with everybody I knew. And kind of around, no, it was before I appeared, but that same individual. Yeah, because I kind of jumped back. But in 2001, when we finally were going back to L.A., yeah, because 2000, 2001, the December of 2001, we're going going to go back in like a, a week or two, two weeks before that, I got a call from this person, and uh, my sister answered, and then she, she came in my room, and she was like, she had this like like sad look on her face, she was like, hey, you know, so-and-so, like, down the phone for you, and I was excited, because I was like, okay, in two weeks, we're going to hang out, whatever, like, over there, and I, and I pick up, she's like, she sounds, he sounds weird, so I pick up the phone, and he had like a monotone, and I remember he keeps he kept asking me stuff like, uh, he kept saying that I could read minds. He kept saying like, Hey, I know you can read minds. And I was like, and uh, I mean, I don't know how to respond to that. I'm just completely like, I, I hope he's he joking with gone. me. Yeah. He was just come, gone. Like, he's like, no, you read minds, man. And, and God's promised me a gift. And it's just, and honestly, like I, we were on the phone for maybe an hour, but like, I was just, I didn't even talk most of them. Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And when I got off the phone, I remember I just went in the room and I just cried. Like it was just something about me. I knew that that individual was gone. You know, mm-hmm. Like he was talking to him was a completely different person. You know, my head was like he's a fraud, whatever. And I remember I went outside, I started punching things because that's how I dealt with anger at that age, up until like what two weeks ago. But just punching <laughs> things, punching things, not people. You know, I punch yeah. people just because you know they wouldn't move out the way fast enough. Or I'm just swinging. If you got in the way, that's your own. Yeah, fault. I'm just starting sometimes doing, I got to come. You know, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just got to do. But so that was one of the first time where I kind of spread out as far as experimenting with drugs. Where I had a buddy that was like. um Hey man, you want to do some mushrooms? I'm like, sure, why not? The only time, the only reason I did a ton of different drugs. The only reason I didn't do like heroin at the time was because nobody had it or nobody offered it. Because that was one of those like no holds bar. I was completely like just disillusioned with life and just I don't know. It just it just became weird, especially with like this individual where I almost mirrored them and and I wanted to be just like them. Like even my style, my clothing style, my music kind of came from him. And it's almost like I didn't have an identity of my own. And so that's when, you know, when I started finishing school and I started wising up and I started working and making my own money, that's when I kind of started building my own identity. And even though I was still at home, like I said, I was that, not that close to my family, but it was definitely where I started sort of becoming my own person and working and kind of just getting away from drugs, just realizing they weren't, you know, they weren't leading to nowhere. And it was never to me at a point where I had to have, where if I had just enough money for drugs, I wouldn't get them. It was always like I had money to cover my gas, my expenses. And then drug, you know, because way too many people nowadays. I mean, and I don't know how many drug dealers. That's where everyone goes pennies, wrong. Where you started, like just well, that's all the, thing. the people you see on the streets. It's because they didn't do that. They gave up everything, like you know. They said, "Get family. the drugs first, and then we'll see if I could afford everything else." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually did see one of them. I was at work, and I was pulling a car into the driveway, um, and I see him drop something, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, waving his arms around in the air wildly, and it's like, okay. He's on, you know, he's definitely seeing amazing things. A co-worker, you said? No, no just uh, a passerby. Passerby, random oh. homeless guy. There's a lot of homeless tweakers in that area. I mean, uh, you can say that about any spot at Fresno. Like, San Luis. San Well, there's a... Even t- River Park, which I thought was clear of them um, nope. two years ago. They, oh, they God, stole, no. yeah, they stole a backpack of mine off my motorcycle, which, I mean, that's... That's a no-no. You don't do nothing on somebody's motorcycle. I think people are targeting the high-end areas more because they know people got nicer shit. Because they got yeah. more stuff? Yeah. 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 What are you going to sell it to? Like, It's like here, we we never have any... Well, I mean, we, we're not like ghetto-ghetto, but we're not on the high-end. We never have 
really any problems, knock on wood. But my mom's neighborhood, they live on the north side of town. They're neighbors are always getting broken into and they stuff. got the white streets and the yeah and yeah because i've been over there so much yeah it's quiet well, i mean you know it's an easy racket you go to the north end of town steal someone's iphone mm. bring it down here where no people don't ask people don't ask any questions sell it to them for 500 bucks you know iphone 11 for 500 bucks that's a deal someone will take it mm-hmm. well next time that happens let me know because I, I i'd go for iphone 11 see mm-hmm. see that's well, the problem just, right just to go to the man. north end of town Break into someone's house. No, I'm not trying to get my... Look, I have a clean... If you look up, I have a clean record. I've gotten a bunch of tickets, but there's no record on, on me because... If you never think, got caught. Yeah, it's not because I'm a good boy. It's because I never got caught. You know? That's always the funny part that I tell people. Roadrunner style, man. Never but then you got that one person that gets caught for the same stupid thing every damn time. It's like... I mean, you know... What is it? The, the sign of madness is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Mm-hmm. It's like... Come on, man. I'm insanity. Yeah. Insanity, yeah. Uh, Madness and sanity is basically the same thing. So that's what I've always, I feel like I've always had an addictive personality, but nothing's ever even, you know, they say cigarettes probably most addictive. I could sit there and smoke through a carton and then just not want to do anymore. I've stopped and done that with cigarettes because I'll sit there like last time I was trying to get on a heavy bag and do some boxing and then I couldn't even get like 30 seconds and I get winded. And and I'm sitting there thinking like, I mean, I know I haven't done this for a while, I haven't started, you know, hitting the bag. So why am I that winning? And then I kind of figured out what it was. And it was a brand new pack. And I went over there and I grabbed it. And I chucked it in the trash like, you know, screw you, $5 at that time. You know, <laughs> yeah. 25 and some change. But so, all right. So that's kind of how I wrapped up my high school years. And, you know, I finally got out of there and became my own man. We lived in Oregon for another year or two. Um, 2003, that, was that when the Iraq evasion, when we went to go get the uh, weapons of mass destruction and huge that's quotation marks? one. With the twin, you know, nine eleven was in 01. Well, yeah, well, that's kind of they tied it in, but you know. Yeah, even though that was out of Afghanistan, we invaded Iraq because they had weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, uh, arrested. Because you so, know, like all people, all uh, Muslim Middle Eastern guys, they all look alike. They just kind of said, "Let's just aim at one of these places," and they said, "Iraq looks pretty good." You know, we went in and well, we can't find Osama, so let's go after Saddam. I think we know where he is. <laughs> yeah, we think uh, he's always on on TV. But so 2003, um, yeah, and it was 9-11, around that time, you know, I don't want to do school, you know, work was like, I don't know, for that time, some guy, you know, some authoritative dude tell me what to do, and so I did the same thing, and I was looking to get into the armed forces, like, actually, I went to recruiter, and at that time, my only two ones that I would do were, like, Air Force and uh, Marines, like, those are the ones, like, more prestigious or whatever. So, wait, 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 wait. You did. You hated school because of, you didn't like the idea of an authoritative figure. Yeah, they told me to like, be here at eight. Don't leave till nine fifteen. <laughs> do this, these homework, and you know when you come back tomorrow, so, you gotta have this done. So I'm like, the hell with that, man. But the going to that. the military yeah. was okay. <laughs> yeah, but they got cool uniforms to get all the chicks. You know, so I said, yeah, Air Force. Oh, okay. So at least you with the military, you're seeing that there's a payback there. Yeah, you're yeah. Because they, all they do is tell you what to do. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Yeah, yeah. That's the, I might do like a thing with all military, but yeah. So that's so I wanted to do that at that time, and I talked to a recruiter, but only Air Force. Air Force, you have to be a genius, I guess, to do. And of course, the only reason I do Air Force is if I can fly a jet. You know, when it's like I want to fly a jet, like, well, you got to meet a certain requirement. Well, let me fly a jet. Like, well, let just let me try it and see how it goes. You know, I watched Top Gun. I've played Ace <laughs> Combat on PlayStation. I you know, beat Wing Commander. Well, let's not go on there. You know? I use cheat codes. I use God mode. I don't know. But, and but so Air Force didn't you know work out. It's not like I thought less of the Navy and Army, but it seemed like I knew way more people that went to the Army than went to Marines. Put it that way. When it was kind of like um, like, can you open this door? Like, all right, come on in. Like, oh. oh yeah, yeah. The... At very least, you could be in the front line. You're like, point to your nose. Like. Well, that's your ear, but I mean, it's, it's close, close enough. enough. Yeah, close, it's close enough. enough. Good yeah. enough for the army. <laughs> Good enough for the army. Yeah. And yeah. so, frontline infantry. They're my front brothers. Line frontline infantry. Like, <laughs> sir, do we get weapons? Hell no, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I told you, you don't get a gun until you tell me your name. <laughs> I've had it up to here with your rules. I've had it up to here with your rules. See, I was that guy. I was like, I've had it up to here with your rules. I'm going to the military. <laughs> you want to be a cop? I want to be a military. So, the, the, and I talked to the recruiter, and you know, I was like. I hadn't even finished high school, right? So what are the requirements? And, and this guy was telling me, well, you have to graduate. Um, uh, I had my diploma, or 
I was working on that diploma. I think it was right after. So I got my adult education. I finished, this is the thing, I finished before the high school graduated. That's how dedicated I was. I mean, I was on my own pace. As soon as I, I burned through a packet a day and I'd be like, there you go. They told me I'd be done like seven months. I finished in like three and a half or something. Because I was like wow. determined. Yeah, I was like, F you in your school. I didn't go to my graduation, of course. But so I was trying to do the recruiter. I didn't want to go to work. And that was right about 9-11. So when 9-11 hit, I still remember I was watching it on TV, you know, after it had already started because, you know, it was Pacific time. I was in Oregon. And I remember that this dude showed up, like, as I'm watching this on the news, which is crazy, which it's funny because I, I think he said he went to the school and I wasn't there, obviously. But so he showed up to my house. And at that time, I was kind of like, nah, I'm, I'm finished with school now. So I'm going to start working and do all this. But because he's telling me, all right, you can get your, you got it from adult school. You have to go get college credits. I was like, so you want me to go do more school? Like, man, you're starting, you're starting to sound like my mom, you know. So I don't want to do. So this guy shows up, and and I watch on the news, and he can see it from the, the front room too. But he said they're like, and this is what completely like shut me off from military at that time. He said like, don't you want to go get these guys that did this? And I'm just thinking like, what guys? And like, we don't know nothing. Like, who is like? There's no intelligence coming in. All we know is some planes hit us, and there must there might have been some Taliban on there. But I didn't like the whole like um, you know. It felt like he was trying to coerce me into like, if you don't join, you're not a military, you're not American or something. It just didn't feel right. So like, <laughs> and no they one, needed all the military they could get at that yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. At that time, it was kind of like, uh, I'll help you. It's like, dude, just it got too pushy. It became a, a get, like a salesman. Yeah, it basically paying, you know, trying to Bad almost one. belittle me. And I was like, you know what, I'm done. So I just you know, weaned off. And it wasn't until years later I actually did join the military. But so then I started working. Two thousand three, we uh, invaded Iraq. It's funny because. When we invaded, me and my dad had driven down to, to Mexico to, to take a, a vehicle that he was trying to sell. So we left the, the women to fend for themselves. We <laughs> nice. left my mom and my three sisters up there. But, you know, my the oldest girl, she was finishing up high school. You know, she could drive so they could go to the store. It was fine. But we're down in Mexico and we get invaded. And I remember my dad, you know, you know calling, you know, every once in a while we're calling. We stayed for like three and a half months. You spent a long time there, which I just, just thought just was... Just to sell a car. Well, no, it's just, it just became a thing where we actually did become pretty hard to sell a car. That would be a, 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 the car story, but one of our cars talk. And when my dad talked to my mom, she's like, hey, if, if we end up kind of losing to them or whatever, it's like, we'll just stay in Mexico. So basically, he was like, you guys are, you know... You, you stay guys, over there, build a life for us, just yeah, in case. Just, 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 <laughs> we'll keep you guys in our hearts and minds. I don't know. Good to have a plan B. Yeah, you always got to have a plan B. You know, well, if, I mean, that was, that if was... you didn't have a plan B and you had a family, so now you got another plan. B. You got to have a plan C, I guess. Mm. That's what it is. I mean, that actually happens during like times of civil wars and things like that. Uh, during the American Civil War, but, it was that uh, some families would send, like, if you had two sons, you would send one son to one side and one son to the other side. Whichever, <laughs> yeah, I mean, whichever <laughs> side of the war won, you had a kid in, in that side. Yeah, Your so would if be you okay. sent, yeah, if you sent both to. One, one side. side, they could both be killed. Yeah. Well, that was um, Saving Private Ryan. There were like four of them or something. Four brothers that were like out there and three died. And so they, they wanted to go grab the other one. Like, hey, we can't let you die kind of, right? Something yeah. Like that. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Not funny, funny, but interesting. <laughs> Let's put it interesting. Yeah. So around that time, then, um, like Beth, what were you doing? You were finishing up high school. You hated school, so... <laughs> were you trying to join the military too? What were you doing? <laughs> no, I I went straight from high school into the workforce. Um, you didn't work your last year or nothing like you know. No, um, my junior year of high school, I was on home studies, so I got a job then. We you lived, were in Fresno. We we were in Napa. Yeah, you were in Napa. Yeah, and uh, and one of the like up there, I don't know if it was the same ev- everywhere in the state, but if you went on home studies, you had to have like basically a real good reason like you had to have a job or like be like the sole provider for your household that's why you need the job or something like that so um so it wasn't even like if you wanted to get a job that's kind of not a requirement like you have to have like need a job kind of yeah but i that i got accepted because i had a lot of health problems at the time my stomach was kept having problems we couldn't figure out what the problem was and um so I got on home studies and I became, my mom worked at the Napa Valley Marriott. And so she got me a job. She's like, you can either be a bus girl for the restaurant they had there, or you can be a dishwasher. I'm like, I'll be the dishwasher because that way I don't have to deal with yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. I would have said like, you should have just laid with dishwasher. I'm being a dishwasher. It was, you know, looking back, it was a really cool job because I, you know, 
had my own little area, was like closed off from everybody else, and just kind of did my own thing. You have like a splash station because I mean you were hitting it with that high. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, so you gotta have protect. So we we had you know that thing you know they had this big old long bench where everyone piled their dishes, and in the morning it was like super high, but in the afternoon. Like it die down, so I just you know take my time, work at my own pace. It's like I'll get through them eventually. No need to rush. <laughs> you have so, like music in and stuff or no? No, no, I wasn't wasn't allowed to have music. But um, that's almost a requirement for me now at a job that I have to be able to hear listen to music. That way, I don't have to listen to <laughs> anybody else. Well, it's funny because at the time, um, I'd work eight hour days, but I'd only work like two or three a week. Oh, okay. So um, was that so? That's considered part time, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'd sit there and I'd say like, okay, I've got this many hours left. Which albums do I know by heart in my head that I could sing that would equal out to that many hours? So I'd sing my musical albums in my head. I do that now. To, yeah. to you know, kind of pass the time. Pass the time. Yeah. And it's like, okay, if I sing this one, then this one, that'll be the rest of my shift. You know, <laughs> or that'll get me through to lunch. Or... And what were... That's going to be more memory. music episode, but like, what kind of like music would you kind of have in your head? At that time, I was like super into Slipknot. They they their first album, no, their their second album, oh, Iowa, yeah. had just come out, and oh, I wasn't yeah, as big best. a fan of Iowa as I was their first album. <clears throat> but um, I'd, I'd seen Slipknot in my head and System of a Down. And things like that, because that's what I was into at the time. That was not the answer I was expecting, but it perfectly segues into it, because I was thinking, like, was there any any point where, like, the porcelain was in danger of you, you know, throwing it around or something, <laughs> or just, like, smash? Like, that's what I would think, because, yeah, you get all intense, and you're just, like, you have a, a teacup in your hand, you just throw it across the wall at, you know, your, your co-worker, like, hey, jerk face, just have some fun, throw an ass hat or something, you know? <laughs> no, nothing like that? You were never nah, tempted? Nah, nah, because I wanted my money. <laughs> Well, you don't do like, you know, the air drums. You do like uh, the classic um, Phil Collins and like, do, 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 do that stuff. I kind of like bop around and dance as I was working because, you know, I was singing music in my head, which, you know, outside looking in probably looked like I was insane because I'm dancing to no music. But there's a cool saying I always forget, but it's something about like the people thought that it was crazy because they couldn't hear the music or something. Something playing. I I always I used to know it years ago, and it was real cool because it's basically where it's almost like it's okay for you to have the music in your head, but everybody else thinks you're crazy because they can't hear. It, but like, but that doesn't mean mm-hmm. you're crazy. It just means that they can't hear the music. You know? Yeah, they're missing out. Yeah, they're missing yeah, out. Like, man, I'm vibing to Slipknot. Like, get out of my way. What are you doing over there talking about? You know, how many beers you're gonna have watching the game this weekend? Like, good for you, man. <laughs> that's cool that was your your first kind of experience and that is not yeah, an easy job any of those kind of jobs where it's like non-stop you know it's one of those mm-hmm. you don't have downtime you don't have a you have a cigarette break but that's almost why you need a cigarette break because you're sitting there just and you know up until that point you know pretty much the only interaction i knew was you know school and how school worked and things like that and i yeah. went to the workforce and i realized this is way different from school there's no you know, it's not a popularity contest. It's you're not technically it is though. That's the thing that bothered me to this day. Every workplace I've been, it's still like a high school. You still have your cliques. You still have these people that are like. See, I've never, I've never worked in places like that though. But it, oh, yeah. especially maybe, when you're in big places. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, when me and Beth worked that storage, it was just us two, and I mean, there'd be times where we just wouldn't talk to each other because it's like, oh, you listen to that, like get out of here with that. Stuff. Yeah, but we josh each other a lot. That made it kind of. Yeah, see, I'm saving out a lot of that stuff, but, like, I remember a lot of times when I would just, I don't know where it came from, but I just started, like, finding stuff in trash cans, and I would just shove them in, in Beth, because Beth had her drawer for a purse, <laughs> and it was, it was always the same, because we just kept stuff there. That, I, mean, see, I remember a giant plush. There was a giant I mean, there was, tur- was, like, a giant, like, a, not a beach ball, but one of those exercise balls, but that was probably my favorite, because I don't even know how I got in there. I think I moved You had to take out. everything yeah. else out of it. I remember because <laughs> it, was, it wasn't quite that big as the one you have in the corner. There's like four it, feet it was or still so. pretty big. Though. I like think I kept it for a while, but I I, I it was remember clean for being probably a homeless uh, person down the street off Blackstone. Yeah, that was so funny because if, if you were watching on the cameras when I tried to open it, you'd probably be busting up because I tried to open. Of course, the drawer wouldn't open. Yeah, that was my concern. So the more <laughs> I pulled, I saw I was able to see what was in there, and then I started laughing so hard I didn't have the strength to keep pulling because oh, I just funny. was laughing. <laughs> 
I didn't. That's one thing I wasn't too good at. Is like I should have saved a lot of. There was a lot of video that I wanted. We'll talk about the story. But there was a lot of video that I wanted to see. Oh yeah, just re- just real quick, I was going to tell you. You need to show Mark the video you have with the uh, the pigeons. I can't. I can't find it. I have the picture. Yeah, like the picture where I'm like sneaking around the corner right. with my little with my little pellet gun and I'm aiming it. Like it's just you can superimpose that on anything and be like, uh, yeah, this suspect came around the corner because the look on my face like the intensity is just so like uh, assassin you know it's, very... it's funny because afterwards you go up there and there's all, all these little there's feathers oh, yeah there's all these marks in the wall yeah on the doors too huh <laughs> yeah. yeah i forgot that sorry well, i just i just made a mental comparison you know you're talking about you sneaking around the corner with a gun it's like uh you find them on youtube there's these montages of people that have taken, you know, Chuck Norris aiming the sniper rifle, uh, oh, shooting yeah. people as they do fails. Yeah, like oh, if somebody falls that. and like, cuts to Chuck Norris with the gun. <laughs> well, I see. I'm a big action nerd, and Chuck Norris is one that I didn't get into a lot. You know, he had like Delta Force, and he had um. Yeah, I really. When I, when I, I used to, I used to watch. And ironically, I used to like Walker Texas Ranger, but if you mm-hmm. ever watched it now as like a, a sane, non-drugged up adult. It's just like it's so it's so bad. Just the act, even the fighting is bad, and he's like a fighting dude, but he does these spin kicks, and the guy's like thirty Round blocks out. away, and I, I I can't tell you how many times I you actually notice the guy turn around like he's looking for the landing mat, you know? And he's like, okay, I'll, I'm not gonna hit the wall. And he's all, and he does, he's like, oh, that's so bad. <laughs> I had one of those books with the Chuck Norrisisms. Oh really? Yeah, yeah I, I kind of forgot they have the Chuck Norris. Yeah, one of them was uh, somebody once tried to tell Chuck Norris that the roundhouse kick isn't the best kick there is. Has <laughs> been recorded as the single most stupid act. Uh, <laughs> biggest in mistake history. ever. Biggest mistake in history. I forgot a lot of those. That thing came and went real fast. But my, my buddy, my best friend, he tells he says those all the time. I don't know where he gets them from. But the only one that I remember that I still like it always cracks me up is the one where he, yeah I mean there's billions of them now. <laughs> but the one that always cracks me up is the one like. Uh, Chuck Norris doesn't do push-ups. He pushes the earth down. down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Just the visual of like the earth being shoved just cracks me up. It just. I, I think know. one of my favorite ones was Chuck Norris always takes a baseball bat to the bathroom with him in case he accidentally shits out a live cougar. What the hell? That, was, that one's got so much to it, man. I like it. It's very like, okay, he's taking a... Why would he take a bat to the bathroom? Like, why does he need a bat? And it's like... What a cougar is like okay, it's a like, live cougar. A live, yeah, a live cougar. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta specify live. Yeah, yeah, because it's like if if he shut out dead cougars, he wouldn't need a bat. Uh, yeah, right, right. Exactly. What a stupid question. Like, why would you think that moron? Like, whoa, okay, calm down. Now, what's fun is when you can actually take some of those. You know, if there's like some old guy at work, I did this <clears throat> uh, when I worked at DPS Telecom. We had Bill. Bill's like seventy three. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, he's the. The guy that you just like, well, how's he still alive? Like he should be dead. We had a couple of those people at stories. Yo, yeah, he's just remember this... Robert, the guy on the bike. Oh yeah, Shitty I Roberts. Still, I, I, doom, I, doom, doom, sh- yeah, I still Roberts. see him around town. One, two, three, four. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Mark, continue. One, two, three, four. Go ahead. Mark. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Bill had been he. This is like this fourth job. He had retired from the Marine Corps. Retired from two other jobs. You know, he, you know. He didn't need to be. His reason for being there. Yeah, that's what. That every, you know, the story. The story was his reason for having a job at this point in life was to get him out of the house so he could smoke. Without his wife yeah, yelling at him. him. Yeah, yeah, that was his job. That was his. You know, his paycheck that's was basically fantastic. his beer money, and he just needed somewhere to smoke. So I started using Chuck Norris jokes. You know, <laughs> being an old guy, he gets cold easily. Yeah. So you'd see Bill standing out there in the parking lot looking for Let's the best. It. You know, he's yeah. moving from sunny spot to sunny spot, light smoking. <laughs> Following the you know, sun. It's like there is no such thing as global warming. Bill was cold, so he turned up the sun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's it. No, that's good. That's a good one, yeah. You know, and it's great when I could uh, harass some new guys with that. It's like, you know. They're like, really? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I'd be like, you know, um, there's a chart. One of them was, I adapted. It's like, there's, you know, Bill is one of the three men on the planet that could turn, you know, Make a woman climax by winking and going, saying, Booyah. Booyah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. was one of the other three Chuck Norris? I'm assuming? Yeah, Chuck yeah, Norris, Chuck Patrick Norris. Stewart, and Bill. <laughs> oh, I, I like that curveball. Like, I was thinking, I was scrambling my brain, like, who would be a good one? And then, you know, we, we're on a Patrick Stewart vibe recently. Yeah. Sexy bald man. Hell, he makes guys climax, you know? <laughs> Jesus, Patrick Stewart, that's crazy. You know, I, I was gonna have to extend that list of four to put Tom Jones on there, but it's like you know what? I don't even think he needs to say booyah. No. Oh wait, see, we were I mixed it up because my immediate thir- thought was like 
Tom Jones is bald? Like, I don't think no. he's bald. <laughs> you think, uh, you know, Tom Jones, maybe. My Tom Jones knowledge comes from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Because he used to do the, uh, he used to play that It's Not Unusual song, like, all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, unusual. Carlton Dance. Yeah. Well, and he was, a, he was a huge, that's the only, honestly, I thought that was made up for the show. Until, like, when I got older, and like, oh, there is a Tom Jones. They're like, what's new, Pussycat? But, yeah. That song alone probably, like, yeah. I think, yeah, Tom Jones, I'll give you that. I think maybe 20 years ago, you could have said, like, Wayne Newton. But if you know anything about Wayne Newton in the last 20 years, like, yeah, that guy's, nah. Something's off with that dude. Yeah, my first uh, experiences with Tom Jones. My dad liked um, the group Art of Noise. And um, Tom Jones... Uh, saying on one of their tracks, they're covering Prince's song "Kiss." Oh, the video for that is still is it great. Is great. The video for "Kiss" or the video for the cover? The cover. Okay. But yeah, just, but it it was amazing. I'm gonna take notes. That was way too much for me to follow. Cause, yeah, because yeah, because the band that did it was Art of Noise, but they need they're just instrumental. Oh, okay. That's yeah. So I they needed a singer, so they brought in Tom Jones to sing, and it for was, an album for just that song, just that song. Oh, even yeah. crazier. And it was yeah. Just go awesome. on YouTube and search Tom Jones Kiss or Art of Noise Kiss. Yeah, featuring so, Tom Jones. I, I guess not to spoil a lot of it, but it's um. So think of Tom Jones trying to make like a Prince voice or no, no, no. He, oh, he does he, his own thing. He, he does, does his own thing. Okay, <laughs> that's you. Oh man, that's it's, a lot. It's and amazing. write that down because that is cool. Tom and Jones. I'm I'm convinced it's better than. Well, at least I like it more. I like that more than Prince because. To me, Prince is just too effeminate. I can't, I can't enjoy that. Well, I mean, what what gave it away was it the ruffled shirt, the, <laughs> the crushed velvet, the heels. I mean, I can't think of a guy since then that wore heels. Like uh, that's kind of the thing that Prince, you know, that almost what persuades a lot of people because he is effeminate. But it's one of those. He's androgynous, is what he's like. You see the, you see him climbing out of that bathtub of milk. I think it was. And uh, I don't care what you are. Huh? Is it a paint? Like red paint? Oh, I don't know. I, I've i only seen like the clip that they show all the time. Like basically where they have to like just of UHF. Cut, cut it off because it gets too <laughs> sexual. You know, like he's getting out of No, it. they didn't even put the red paint in UHF. You just had him coming out of the bathtub. You didn't see what mm. was in it. Like it's just water. Yeah. But like, you know, when he does that, I don't care what what's your sexual preferences, but you just go like, damn, that's sexy, man. Like you don't care what it is. All of a sudden you get hair on your chest, male and female, and you just start like... Uh, like you said, you climax just like like. Uh, so add, you know what? I'm adding Prince to the list. I don't uh, know whose list this is, but I gotta put I Prince. On. I can't put Prince on that list, dude. On the Booyah list, I can't put him on there. See, the problem is, well, you know what? Prince wouldn't say Booyah. That's the thing. You just climax. Prince is like that's what. Have you ever watched a few years ago where he did? Um, they played a. I know Beth would like this too, but it's a My Guitar Gently Weeps. Oh, I love they that play, song. Yeah, they play it, and and it's like a bunch of. Uh, I don't think um, what's his name from uh, Led Zeppelin. Uh, Jimmy Page. Page, yeah. I kept thinking Jimmy Stewart. Now, like, <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure it was Jimmy Stewart. But they had all these like I drew a blank because I was trying to remember which ones are still alive. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> so I had a couple years ago, but like um it was a bunch of different musicians. Um of course George Harrison's been dead for a while, right? So it wasn't him, of course. Uh, yeah, good ten ten years? At least. I don't think quite ten years, but yeah, he was the second one to die. But this was like four years ago, five years ago. Um and I think Eric Clapton was there, and I can't remember any of the other guys, but Prince was there, and he comes out and he and he plays like one of the last riffs, and you got all these great like top twenty guitars easily. Well, living guitars definitely like top ten or something, and he just comes in and like just wipes the floor with them, and and everyone's on stage, you know, through the, from beginning to end. And I think he 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 sashayed in towards the end. And he, you know he plays his, his riff and he just does amazing and didn't he uh, like drop the guitar and leave? Yeah, he just drops it and I, walks I, I off. Remember and that? And all the other, any other person you would sit there like, well, this is disrespectful, man. Look at all these legends. You got to sit there, and, you know, do the whole lame at the end hug, like, hey, what's up, whatever. Even though you guys probably fought each other, I wonder if Pete Townsend was there because he's he's a great guitarist. I don't know if you say legendary, but um, what different legendary? I don't know about top twenty, but either way, this guy walk, you know, Prince walks off and. All the guys are like, look at him walking off and just kind of go like, wow, we just saw like this God come through. So that's why absolutely Prince is one that can make people climax. He, he just kind of looks your way. He does that little wink or something. Like you see him on that motorcycle for Prince. Like that guy's amazing, man. Yeah, the Honda Goldwing. Oh, that's what it was. Boo. I thought as long as it's not a Harley, you know, as long as it's not a Harley. No, no. Honda, I don't think Harley ever made anything that, um, 
flamboyant plastic <laughs> plastic yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure nowadays that they have but probably yeah so getting all sexual energy that we should have used out of the sex episode like that's gonna be another part for this, the, the anti-climax you know it'll be like who who's no. on that list because i'm adding prince you know i'm forcing i'm, I'm gonna write his name in purple ink. you know i'm gonna put the symbol there <laughs> put the little symbol the classic yeah. symbol instead of the anti-climax so i was just thinking margaret thatcher naked on a cold day <laughs> that's the anti-climax who knows margaret thatcher it'd be like um maybe the queen google or it I don't, know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who margaret thatcher is but that's well, she was, she was a british prime minister yeah so she was, uh, she was right not, under the queen i was gonna say right uh, under the queen ha do that so the sex episode so 2003, Iraq War, I'm in Mexico. Um, I ended up having to spend a night in a Mexican jail. It's It wasn't a big deal. I just could go on. What happens if TJ stays in TJ? It wasn't even TJ. It was like <laughs> deep in Mexico. So I, was, I, had, I couldn't even yell it to the American uh, you know, side to be like, hey, can you guys help me out? Yeah. Like, send, and that was before the military. Oh, this was like where the Marine guy popped up like, yeah, wish you would have joined now, huh? And they're like, whatever, jackass. But 2003, and I, I still don't have the date down pat, but on one of the many trips where we were coming back for to, uh, to L.A. and Fresno, because my uncle lived in Fresno, for some reason we brought both vehicles, our, our van and our Buick, uh, my, my sexy Buick 89, <laughs> Maroon too, like classic. That's got to be the car episode. Cause that, was, it, was it a boat? No, nah, it wasn't like that a big. Like a land yacht? No, nah, the Buicks, the Century and 89, they weren't that big. Ooh, they stopped nah. probably like early 80s making them that big. Mm-hmm. Um, the, yeah, those were about the same size as our Dodge. So oh, okay. not a yeah. yacht, but definitely a very nice car. Well, no, you can sit six. You fold up the arm part. You can fold, uh, fold. You can hold six in the front. Or six. Three in the front. Three in the back. And when I started driving it with my friends, I would put like four or five people in the back. I don't want. I'm no. I'm no queer, so I don't want nobody sitting next to me. So I have my armrest, you know. Oh no, the driver always gets his own bubble. Well, I don't even let the passenger use my armrest. Like you, you know, it's kind of like the bed situation. You just sit there, and be like, yeah. like I'm driving. No, you can't use a stereo. You know what? If I feel like it, I'm going to child safety lock the window, so you can't even control the window. You know, if you want to be a real dick. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. so yeah, it doesn't matter how many. If people... you're a passenger, you never mess with the radio. Yeah. yeah. If you're a passenger, you have no rights, pretty much. Like, mm-hmm. even if you're driving someone else's car, you still get to. Hold control the radio the driver controls the radio yeah if you're driving somebody else's car oh mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah that, that's even if you're driving someone else's ball. car yeah and i mean have you ever seen that commercial i can't remember what it was advertising but where it's like they're, they're saving gas or something but they're like tuck and roll grandma and they like they open the driver the passenger side and the grandma just tumbles out oh of the my car. gosh i can't remember <laughs> some... built tougher back then <laughs> yeah nowadays well nowadays the grandmas nowadays are like 25 first off mm-hmm. but they definitely can't you know tumble like sometimes you have grandmas and moms like graduating in high school together which is weird but i don't know but that, that was a funny commercial jokes becoming real life yeah i know right like if you and your ch- kid walk to school because you're in the same grade <laughs> <laughs> well the simpson does that oh man another simpson reference but kearney like he's sitting oh, yeah. with his boy in class and he's like, and he's like i that. sleep in a drawer in a drawer yeah <laughs> he sound like uh like uh, ralph yeah but it's kind of like Hmm. All right, we'll do some investigative journalism. Well, Kearney and Otto were the same age. Really? Yeah. He's like, why are you still going to school? Oh, yeah. We I went to school Otto. together. His little stupid school doesn't know how to teach me. He was like, uh, don't, what did he say? Like, don't worry. I forgot why Bart was upset, but he's like, don't worry, Bart. Like, uh, before they used to make fun of me, he's like, like now I drive, now I drive the, school the school bus. bus. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. I always do like a macho man voice. That's what makes it even cooler. Like, I don't know why Otto, I just like doing his voice because he's got that. Oh man, but like, oh yeah, you sound like Macho Man. So I like that a lot. Macho Man, I'm gonna have to Photoshop that. Macho Man, Otto. put the sunglasses, Macho Man sunglasses and dreads on Otto. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, or no, you give if, him a Slim Jim. Yeah, him a slim snap gym. to a Slim Jim. Oh yeah, Metallica rules. All right, we got ten minutes on the line, so let's finish up the. the I can't, like I said, I can't remember what year it was. So on one of the many trips, we stopped by. Uh, we stopped in Fresno. My dad keeps my car. And I'm exhausted. I want to finish up three hours to, to L.A. with the family. Because that's kind of our main destination. We just had our uncle here. And, I mean, he's fine for a pit stop and, and you know, get something to eat. But I have this weird thing where nowadays I've kind of fixed it. But how do you guys feel about, I've always had a big thing of, like, using the bathroom that's not in your house. You guys ever, ever had that like we work somewhere and you're like, I'm going to hold it till I get home because I, I used to have that issue. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's just yeah. something about it weird where... I, Your own toilet. Just, it's, it feels like home. 
it's I don't more know. comfortable. Even like hotels, like doesn't matter if it's hard plastic. Your toilet at home is much more comfortable than any other. I mean, you have like seashells on the on the on the <laughs> seat just because your mom is weird like that, stuff like that. But it's, it's just something about I don't know. When we lived in in Southgate, we had the one bathroom for the six of us, and you know we had family over and my cousin and stuff. But I forgot. I think my sister was being really rebellious and she locked herself in. So my dad like took the lock off it, so you couldn't lock it. And so you walk in, it's a small bathroom. You open up the door, right in front of you is the sink. To your left is the, I think it was a tub, at least a shower. And then to the right was a toilet. So you sit on the toilet and there's no really, no real way for you to like barricade it, you know? So a lot of times I'm sitting there with my hand on the door like, occupied, you know? It's like, <laughs> you can't smell the the, the, the the septics just seeping out of the, out of my pores and just stay away, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's one of those things. Need one of those "do not disturb" signs and hang on the door. Oh no, nobody reads those. Come on. I mean, I could have, no. I could have used the hammer and nail and tacked it on their forehead, and it would just been like, "What the heck is this?" And just kind of walked around. Yeah, that's something we learned working at the arcade. People don't read signs. No, just put something heavy behind the door. <laughs> do not insert coins. Uh, will cause electrocution. I got zapped by your machine. Like, yeah, stupid. Yeah, you. you and it's like it's sad how often that. Oh no, the arcade, the, the free yeah. games. When I cleaned out the free games. Free games. Oh. There people were, found ways to shove nickels into games that were labeled free. That had screws <laughs> yeah. over the little, the little slot. coin slots. Yeah. yeah, people would take the screws out. You'd find screws on the ground. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's on the screen, flashing. Press start, press start, press start. Under yeah. a big sign that yeah. says, free games. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sure, you're not getting like Tekken or you know the newest Street Fighter, but you get oh, like no. 1942. Oh, what was it? Primal Rage was one. Primal Rage. Oh, dude, that's a, that's a cl- I didn't know that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. Oh, uh, I can't remember any of the other. I know there's that Arcade Legends that, that was free that had like, you know, the 20 or 30 old oh, yeah. classic games, yes. quote unquote. Yes, Centipede. Gob- uh, Ghosts and Goblins, mm-hmm. Tempest. Tempest, yeah. Um, Bust a Move. Bust a Move. Was, was, no, no, no. Bust a Move was Neo Geo. Yeah, it was on the Neo yeah. Geo. You had to pay for that one because it was too cool. Yeah. Um, I remember Ninja playing. Gaiden um, was on the Arcade Legends. Was it? Yeah. I remember playing. I think it's called Penguin Wars. <laughs> but it's like you're you're a penguin. You got to like throw these balls across this. You know, oh this, yeah. This field at, at, at like a, a yeah your opponent, and if you hit them, the the object was to get all of your balls. It's kind of like Crossfire. Get oh. all your balls over there without getting any brought back to you. So yeah, and if you got hit by the ball, it'd knock you over, and your penguin's on its back, just like yeah, help, help, help. So you're helpless for a few seconds while he's yeah, exactly yeah. Just, yeah. So you want yeah, to try and hit your too. opponent, but yeah, it, it was surprisingly addictive. Well, and stressful. Yeah. It's so stressful. what was this at? So um, around what time was this? Where you guys were? Where, well, this is one thing I guess we could. Kind I, of I started. I started there in yeah oh five. Okay, yeah, it's just run at time. Yeah, yeah I'd, only, I'd only been there a few months, but prior... Yeah, oh, so you started... no, that was at the, the Nickel Arcade over on Blackstone. Oh, mm. wow. It's still there, too. Yeah. Well, it's been a few years since I've, I've been there, but I remember, too, that, that one where, you know, in the middle, I guess, I don't know if it pays on those tickets, but that light that goes around. And they, like, oh, there's a few like that. Yeah, Cyclone. Like, Cyclone. That's what it's called, yeah. But um, you see people, like, with the chair... Post it up there, and I might want to oh go and drop God, a couple of like nickels just for the heck of it. Like, yeah, I might be able to time it or whatever. But this person sitting there just hogging it for forever. And you see the long string of, of tickets just so they could get a thousand to get like a plastic comb or something. You know, it's like yeah. the the seriousness people put into those games was ridiculous. We got we had one that um, the owners brought in. They they'd gotten some deal on slot machines and they converted them to give out tickets. But oh. they they weren't allowed to have games of chance in an arcade. That'd be gambling. That'd be gambling. Yeah. So yeah. they decided to put skill in the name to try and make it seem like it was a game of skill, but really it was just a slot machine. So even tickets though, that's still considered gambling. Yeah. Well, the, the came the skill, quote unquote, yeah. was that you had to press the button to stop the rollers. But the rollers were spinning so fast you couldn't see what yeah. was. What, yeah. But anyway, so it's a slot um, machine. It's yeah, it was yeah. a slot machine. But the Just adults, the the adults got so into that game. Like we had to shut it off once because two adults were fighting over who got to play it. Yeah, two grown adults yeah. could not share Tickets. the machine. It was like watching kindergartners fight over a tricycle. Yeah, because they they. <laughs> They were they started fighting. One of them brought us over to try and mediate, and we basically said, "If you guys can't figure this out like adults, we will turn it off, and nobody will get to play it." Just like he 
do a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And that's ended up what happened. You get one warning, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And so I was like, Mark, unplug it, put this out of order sign on it. No one gets to play it. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and this was like, you said 2005. So this is before people would just get shot for that kind of stuff. Cause nowadays well, no, sure people still would, but you know. Yeah. Hey, but if it happened in the parking lot, not my problem. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna look out the window and I'm gonna say, "Dang, that's my stuff." And then just hey, go don't get any blood on my car. <laughs> yeah. It was funny because uh, somebody uh, snitched to the authorities about one of the ones they had another arcade, and like we got a call from the owner one day, so get that off the floor right now, right now. Oh, they wow. got, oh man, they got oh, a wow. huge fine. Trying to sh- where did we put that? Did we we put it? We put it in the we put it in the prize room. Storage. And yeah. I'm sure that's not part of like your job, so technically just let it sit there and let them get extra fine, I guess, right? But it was more like whatever. <laughs> but you know, it's like, you know, take that game, get it off the floor. Right now there might be somebody heading over there to inspect. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's some guys coming. Dang. It's like I don't know how we I got into the prize room because that was a big heavy thing. It was I don't know, stu- you you and somebody else. Probably Frank. Frank was fairly well built. Yeah. Frank, Frank the Tank, like old school. I don't know. I think uh, Frank always closed. Might have been Dusty. Might, maybe Dusty, because God knows Tim didn't do anything. But, am I, I going to have to bleep all these names out? <laughs> it's okay. They're all dead, probably. Well, one of them is dead, but... <laughs> Tim, we know Tim died. <laughs> oh, jeez, um, man. <laughs> he died of a heart attack, but we weren't surprised. He looked like Mr. Krabs. Oh, jeez. So it was like he, he was as he was as wide as he was tall, but anyway, <laughs> he was um, a square. He was more square. No, no more he's oval. round. <laughs> or, or oblong. I like that. Yeah, word, he was all, you know, Actually, I think he was more wide than he was tall. Well, he wasn't very tall. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't very tall. <laughs> so I would like say he was at, ah, five six. Oh, jeez. He was shorter than me, and I'm five six, so he's probably around five four. Yeah, five four. And he man, we're just like shit on this guy now. He's like it is. Dwarf. He he wasn't a, a very good. Person, yeah, about five four, easily almost three hundred pounds because he lived <laughs> on he lived on drive through. Yeah, you cannot live on Sonic and Burger King on a daily basis and expect to live long. You know, it's yeah. like the so the arcade. <laughs> it was it was in the same shopping center as the Dollar Tree. You can stand at the door and yeah. look at the Dollar Tree. It's probably like you know here couple to the next yards. Yeah. next house over. I, I know couple exactly the, the parking lot too. Yeah. And he would not walk to the Dollar Tree. He'd, He'd get in his car and drive the hundred something yards to the Dollar Tree. And he like he tried to say it's like, oh, so I don't don't get hassled by the homeless people on my way. It's like, dude, I do that all the time, and I never get hassled by the homeless people. Like, you we know, have regulars that did that hourly. Yeah. Well, we know, like you guys said, that they're going to be hanging out like the higher end areas, or you know, trying mm-hmm. to like to score over there. They're not going to hit up people shopping at Dollar Tree. Come on. Actually, sometimes. 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 Every once in a while, we had a few resident homeless that would hang out in the in the parking lot. Crazy window guy. Crazy window guy. He was all over town. Yeah. There was the, uh, the traveling monk. But anyway. The traveling monk. <laughs> well, the traveling monk never bothered anybody. No, he just bothered. Well, it's he funny. Some, some of the homeless people that were always there, we made up little backstories for them. And there was Toothless Mary. Toothless Mary and Crazy yeah. Window Guy. Crazy. We called him Crazy Window Guy because you could just look at him and you could tell, you know, he's just not right. The lights are not on. But he'd, See, al- he'd always how, try and wash your windows for some money. So. That's how, like, you know, that, that individual that I told you, that's kind of the, when I first saw him when we went back to visit, that's kind of how it was where you looked into his eyes and it was like, there was nothing there, man. Like, the light's off. There's no, You could tell there's mm-hmm. no furniture in there. It's like they moved out <laughs> in the middle of the night and cleared it and, you know, busted it. Never a, came a back. Yeah, and just never came back. So is that when where you guys met there at the yeah at the Nickel Arcade yeah so from um, you know hiding from the feds for your boss and <laughs> watching adults and toothless Mary that's where your your love blossomed right? strangely uh, is that where is, is that not how your vial started at your at your wedding <laughs> like from, from nickels to pennies I don't know from pennies no not pennies from nickels to dollars. <laughs> From nipples to crumpled dollar bills from the homeless. I think we we worked there for, I don't know, probably about six months or longer before we started dating. We'd worked together for a while before we started dating. I had a boyfriend when I first started there, but Uh, that didn't last very long. Can't remember his name. It's okay. I remember it's not. I thought you were going to say that you worked there for six months. I was going to say, so probably, you know, working there was longer than. No, because I, I remember I started working there in May, 
and we got together in January. So, yeah, about seven or eight months. Yeah, seven or eight months. And so how long did you guys work there? I worked there for about four years. And Mark? Mark uh, quit probably about a year before I did. Yeah, so I was there for three. So he was like the one that that got out early or whatever. It's like save Um, yourself kind of of deal. um, I I found a new job. That was when I got my... Uh, my real job as a mechanic. <laughs> well, none of these like uh, just trying to make ends meet type stuff. Like that's my real job. Uh, yeah. They didn't pay me much. Actually, yeah. I think I think if memory serves, I think I went down job. like ten, maybe twenty five cents an hour. But it from was, the nickel arcade to there, yeah, you had to take a pay. Oh, yeah. I actually took a hit. But it was a full-time position, so I wasn't worried about that. And living with her, I, we were living together. So oh, living expenses were nothing. <laughs> yeah, we lived in a we lived in a townhouse with my brother that was owned by my grandma. So oh, okay. <laughs> we, were bar- we were barely paying yeah. anything. So as long as you uh, visited we, her we just, fairly we're, often, you'd be all right. Yeah, so we were basically just paying the uh, association fees yeah, for... I think we were paying like two. Each of us was paying like two two hundred a month in rent something or something like that. That's some yeah. ridiculous amount. Yeah. <laughs> in the year two thousand and something, yeah, that's pretty good. Oh five. But now you do not want to live in that area. It's a oh, man. war zone. It's ridiculous. Shootings on the hour. Yeah. That's what Section Eight does. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really nice place when we moved in, but when they started letting in Section Eight, it became a war zone. Yeah, I mean that's usually everywhere we see that. But you know, I'm sure there's different requires or whatever but i always kind of noticed that too um, we kind of like i said a lot of that stuff i was kind of ignorant about as far as being like i've always kind of lived with my family in some aspect then you know I kind of venture out on my own um, around that age that's kind of like like i said we moved down here my dad kind of got me a job here in fresno and so we sort of just on the fly decided are right, we going to move to fresno and so I, it's almost the same situation when we moved up to oregon where they kind of did all the boxing up and all that and i just sort of started working and we found a place and all that good stuff that's kind of how i started setting in fresno and little by little we're kind of out of time here so little by little started working and getting jobs but we'll kind of catch up that real quick because um we're gonna start talking about like uh, how me and beth kind of start working together at the storage and we got way more so that's kind of where i guess beth you got all that story you know figuring out all our little identities for the homeless people right yeah, yeah. Man, there's so many stories. That's going to take a couple hours, probably. But yeah, we're gonna have to really trim that in. down. Trim the. Fa- we're just gonna do like we'll have to like pick our top three most crazy homeless people stories and <laughs> elaborate on that. That'll take forever too. So. Yeah. So stay tuned for the following episode of that. Uh, Beth, Mark, thanks again for joining me. Sure. Um, you guys, any parting words for the, the those forty eight listeners I got out there? I'm trying to hit that fifty. I need two more listeners, and I hit that fifty. Uh, avoid the clap. Again? That was, yeah, that was so we're not doing point. a good job avoiding the clap. See, if Mark's got to keep reminding us, like, we're not doing a good well, job. Repetition pays off. Well, I, look, I'll tell you what. I'm avoiding the clap, but it's almost one of those not by choice, but I'm avoiding the clap, so. Oh, okay. Well, good. good. <laughs> so good for me. Bad any party words. <laughs> don't take any wooden nickels. And don't get run over. Yeah. Was well, the nickel arcade, you guys didn't take any uh, wooden nickels? Mm-hmm. What about buffalo nickels? I heard those are pretty Whenever high. we found some of those, we yeah. pocket them. Yeah. Oh, no. oh my coin I hope those statue of limitations have gone. Yeah. My co- my well, this is what if you guys want to go back and work there? How's that? Gonna oh God, no, <laughs> no. Oh, it, we. The you guys we just both shivered. I kind of noticed you. The owner was stealing from us by you know, paying not garbage. paying for overtime and stuff like that. So we're like, oh, we'll just even out the universe. <laughs> yeah. So we're saying, Mark, you still have some of those nickels. Uh, probably. I know we definitely saw a few of the prizes hanging around. In fact, <laughs> that dragon over there hanging in the corner. That yeah. was one of the prizes, yeah. yeah. With that knife yeah. on it? Yeah. Le- it is letter a letter opener. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a big letter opener. <laughs> uh, yeah. To quote I might take a picture of that and put that on the for the little thumbnail. That's and pretty cool looking. That's actually a nice one. Yeah. yeah. I, for, you know, Made in China resin casting is really nice. We used to have more stuff. Um, I've never seen that. My backwards clock finally died. Oh, uh, did it? The well, hands fell off? <laughs> no, it just... I don't know. I think the clock in the back is broken. The face is still intact. Did you try, try changing the battery? Yeah, it just doesn't <laughs> kick time anymore. It's but always 12 o'clock. Yeah. It is, it's cool because it 
ticks backwards. I mean, all the numbers are backwards and everything. When we first got it, one of our records oh, was like, yeah. what's wrong with that clock, dude? It's freaking me out. Nothing. <laughs> clock's perfectly normal. What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's like, dude, that's how clocks have always been. Just giving like some existential crisis. Yeah. So it, it goes um, counterclockwise. Exactly. Right? It goes, so the one is where the 11 should be and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's that's cool. I have. It's a little that. freaky because you, you know because we hung one up to keep time at the arcade. Oh, you and guys you get used to something. get used to reading it, <laughs> and then you come home and look at a normal yeah. clock and be like, um, "Wait a second. <laughs> you, you fooled yourself, kind yeah. of. Yeah. You get so used to doing it counter. Yeah. yeah, you you see a regular clock, you're like, "Oh wait, wait, my wait, brain hurts." Switch it <sighs> around. Okay. That's sometimes the best when you like fool somebody and then you fool yourself. Yeah. Like, I do that like constantly. All right, so we'll follow up next time with that, guys. Thanks for joining me. It's Tony Shava with uh, your Jive As Alien. Check me out on Jive As Alien on Instagram, and I'll check you guys later. Toodles. Toodles.